Thank you, everyone. And we thank God for being here today. Thank you, Reverend David, and God bless you for accepting me here. So I thank all the leaders. I'm so excited to be here, and I didn't know I would be able to speak today. I was praying to God, God, give me the voice. Uh, yesterday, we had two services, and one of them we were screaming and crying to God to give us more. And by the time I finished, I couldn't talk to my wife because I lost my voice. <laughs> and, I, and in the morning when I woke up, I said, can you hear me? <laughs> and in fact, uh, the worship singers, they sung all the things I want to say. And the Lord spoke through uh, sir. And what I want to say, he said it. He already spoken it out. Uh, I'm very hungry and desperate for God. And I think that uh, today I title what I want to speak with us as seeking more of God by pressing in for more. So the Lord had already spoken, and we are so grateful. Many people are hungry. That was my first sentence, which I've written here. It said, many people are hungry and thirsty for more of God. And they are crying for the anointing. And that was what Sir just spoke out. That I'm hungry. I want more of God. It looks like it was there when I was writing it. So we know God, the presence of God is here. And the power of the Holy Spirit is here. If you want deliverance, you want healing, you want impartation, you want breakthrough, all that you need is the power and the presence of God. When you see the presence of God, it's like, uh, David said, it's like a shelter, the righteous run to it, and they are saved. No enemy will come to the presence of God to get you. It's not conducive for demons. It's not conducive for sicknesses. It's not conducive. You cannot even have pain. You cannot think evil because the presence of God is so pure that that is what we need to be there. And so many people are hungry, they are desperate for the presence of God, and they are seeking more of God. They are thirsty, but we can get more and more of God if we are very hungry and desperate. So this morning, if you are hungry, if you are desperate, we will get more of God. Because I like what God spoke this morning, that we need to be hungry. We are hungry. And when we are hungry and desperate, uh, we have to press in. So if you are hungry and you are not pressing in to get to satisfy your hunger, if you want to drink water and you don't want to get to struggle and go to where the water is and get it, then you are not hungry or thirsty. So when you are hungry or thirsty, we need to press in. Press in. And when we press in, God will answer our prayers. Are we willing to press in and get more today? Good. Pressing in is the act of seeking God continually. Always seeking God, going deeper and deeper with him. Uh, Reverend David said I should slow down with the verses. So <laughs> remind me. <laughs> Let's go to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. 
Isaiah 43, 19. I'm slowing down, sir. <laughs> it said, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Hallelujah. God is doing a new thing among us. Nothing of God happens by accident or by chance. Today, God is doing a new thing. He is making a way. I see somebody here that God is doing a new thing in your life. Can I prophesy over you? My sister here. The Lord is doing a new thing. It's you, the one who is looking at somebody. You just turn your eyes. Yes, it's you. The Lord is doing a new thing in your life. The Lord is making a new way, a new path. You've been through some struggles. You've been through some pain. But the Lord wants me to tell you today that those pains are over. Those struggles that you've been through are over. The thinking that you think that no one shares with you, the Lord shares with you. He says that I should tell you that a time has come where the dry land will be full of water. It will overflow. The abundance of God has come to your door. The blessing of God is knocking your door. Even from this Monday, you are going to experience the goodness of God. You are going to see such a transformation in your life. Your life is going to turn around. The peace of God is going to rest on you. You are going to cry like a baby because the anointing and the love of God will fill your heart. God will overflow through you and you will see the blessing of God be manifested in your life. I bless it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Should I continue and say one more? <laughs> I see greater things in your life. I see the joy of God in your life. And I see that God is taking you to another level of your worship, whereby your worship will attract angels. When you worship, you will feel angelic presence in the room. And as you are worshiping, you will be lost in the worship because you will enter into a place of worship whereby angels will be ministering to you and your ministration will be like a form of angelic presence that will be touching heart and soul of mind. So God is going to use your song to evangelize and turn people around to God. You have been created and you meant to sing on higher levels and that anointing of higher levels will rest over your life and people will even think that they want to sign you and see if you can produce a music, a gospel music on a bigger scale. I bless the anointing that God has given to you, and we pray for it to increase in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Indeed, there is somebody who will contact you. There will be somebody who will contact you because of the way you sing and discuss it with you about where you have to take your music to another level. Music is your thing that you should have done during your infancy. It's something that you like and the passion that you have had. But you needed a breakthrough, someone to financially support you and take you to another level. And this is the level that God has taken you to now. Bless you in Jesus' name. Sorry for the interruption, but... 
<laughs> there is more. Now, we have to press in, and when we press in, we get more from God. And how do we press in and get more from God? How do we press in and get more from God? We press in first by recognizing our spiritual inadequacies. Spiritually, you don't need to say that I have it all. If you turn the Bible to Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Can I read? Are you there yet? <laughs> I have to be conscious because but Reverend David is just right here. <laughs> okay, please, if you are there, read it. Then I don't. <laughs> Matthew 5, verse 3. Reverend David, are you there? Amen. Hallelujah. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for this is the kingdom of heaven. So spiritually, when you recognize that I am poor, I don't have enough. I don't have enough of God. Then you can go to God for more spiritual currency. But if you think you have it all, then you won't go to him for more. So spiritually, you have to be happy that God has called you, but still remember he's got more than he's given you. And whenever you go to him, there is more. He will give you more. So to press in for more, what will make you to press in for more is realizing that spiritually I'm inadequate. I don't have what it takes. Because God said that these signs shall follow thee that believe in Mark 16, verse 17 to 18. In my name, you will step on scorpion. They will not hurt you. You heal the sick. You raise the dead. And Christians, we are not raising the, the dead yet. Jesus was doing it, that we would do more than that. So we have to realize that spiritually, we are not there yet. So we are poor in spirit. Though we are happy, he's called us in. But we need to go for We need to press in for more. And when we press in, there is more. And to press into, we need to be hungry for more of God. Because if you are not hungry, you will not press in. So, like, I like the prophecy that first came. Uh, Sir said that, I'm hungry, Lord. I'm thirsty, Lord. I need more of you. And before he ended, he said, come, Holy Spirit. So, it means because he's hungry, he's desperate, he's calling for more. Increase, Holy Spirit. More of you, Holy Spirit. More infilling, more aspiring. Because he's realized he's been into a position of desperation and hunger. That's why he's saying that, come, Holy Spirit. He's got the Holy Spirit already. But the hunger and the thirsty is driving him to the inner place that he needs more of God. And I think God rightly spoke to him because this is what I was going to say. We thank God for that. And David was hungry like that in Psalm 42, verse 1. Psalm 42, verse 1. And can another one also open to Exodus 33, verse 14 to 15. Psalm 42, 1. 
Exodus 33, verse 14 to 15. Are you there? <laughs> David, you have to pick one, and another one will pick one. Who had it first? Please read the Exodus 1 first. Thank you. Can you and add to the verse 15, please? Thank you. So Moses was seeking more of the presence of God. Because the Lord said, my presence will go with you. It should have been enough for, the, uh, for Moses. And said, thank you, God, because your presence is going with me. I will go. Moses was just trying to be sure that he's going to be having the presence before he goes. And he knows, you know why he was seeking for the presence? Because he knows that the enemies cannot come to them once they are under the presence of God. Like no human being can go to the sea and catch fish by swimming, they'll be drowned. But as tiny as the fish is, that fish is so powerful in that sea. But bring the fish from the sea to the shore. The fish is also not survive. The shark will struggle out of the sea because that, the, out of the sea is not his presence. It's not conducive. So our presence, where we find comfort and shelter, is the presence of God. That is the place we Christians we need to be. If we are there, we invite the devil. He will not even come. Send him invitation. I'm having a dinner with God. Can you join me? The demons will not come to that dinner. That is not their place to have their lunch or dinner. So that is the presence of God. And Moses knew that if God is with them, no enemy can come and touch them because of the presence. And he was seeking more. I won't go until the presence goes with me. So are we there in Psalm 42 yet? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good. First one. Yes. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Thank you, sir. As the deer so pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. So David was in a place that he said, I need you like I need water. I need you like my life. If you don't come to my life, I am nothing. Irrespective of all his troubles, all his problems with God, he was always panting for more. Panting for more. Seeking more of God. Pressing in for more. So today, I want to encourage us to press in for more. And what can we do to press in again for more? We have to learn how to dwell in the presence of God. Having time for worship, having time for prayers. This morning, the worship was so amazing. The presence of God was moving through the worship. The, the atmosphere here is unbelievable. If you have more time for God, you will have time for us. Do you know something? David wrote something in Psalm 27, verse 4. In Psalm 27, verse 4. This one, I will read it. <laughs> In Psalm 27, he said that one thing I have asked of the Lord, this is what I seek, 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. One thing, what are you asking today from the Lord? David was very clever with his worship and with the Lord. He knew that when he is with the Lord every day, all things will be added to him. So one thing is asked that he will be with God. Dwelling in the presence of God. Jesus said something that he doesn't do anything until he sees his father doing. And how does he see that? It's by dwelling in the presence of God. He spent a lot of time praying in the night. So when he meets sicknesses, he doesn't shout. The sicknesses will go because he had received from the father and he passes it on to the person and the person gets healed. So if you want to walk in the miracle and the power and the science of God, it's about also dwelling in the presence and the power of God. It will cost us. It will cost our time, our work, sometimes our relationship, sometimes taking care of our children. But we need to have time for quality time dwelling in the presence of God. And the cost that we pay, the price that we pay for that, Jesus will reward us. If I work for somebody, they pay me. But what about if you work for God? You have your spiritual benefits. It costs, but the reward is great. The reward is both now and eternal. So one thing that we can also do is to spend quality time with God. Another thing also is ecclesia, is the gathering of the people, the gathering of the saints, learning from each other, praying with each other, and pressing in. There was one woman who did that in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 37. This one, I wait for Reverend David to read it. <laughs> it's Luke, chapter 2, verse 37. One woman called Anna. Uh, she spent time in the house of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Anna never left the temple. The husband passed away, and she spent the rest of her life in the temple. The Bible said she never left the temple, and she spent her time night and day. She goes home to eat, and then she comes back. And then she's going home to sleep, and then she's come back. And what she saw was when Jesus was born, now she said, my eyes have seen the Savior. Now let me be departed in peace. Now God, call me home. This is what I was seeking for. So when you spend time with God, you will see incredible things. You see amazing things. And it's about praying, about joining your brothers and sisters in fellowship, about not leaving the temple, about be, taking the temple as your place of worship and as your refuge. Your church should be very important to your life because when you seek in the presence of God, you have to find the Shekinah, which is the glory of God on earth in his temple. Another one 
which will be the final one, then I will tell you some two stories and we pray. It's pursue intimacy with God. Pursue intimacy with God. And then I will tell you a story of Mary and Martha. And it's, it's in the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And the story says that Jesus went to Bethany and then uh, Jesus was going to uh, talk to Mary and Martha and he had a relationship with that family. And when he went there with the disciples or the apostles, Martha was very busy to cook for them, giving them drink and the rest. Was it bad if you are very uh, nice to receive people? Was it bad? It wasn't. But Mary was just sitting there talking to Jesus all the time. And Martha said, Jesus, why is it that it's only uh, me working and Mary has been here talking and talking and talking with you? Please tell her to come and help us so that we can feed the people. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you worry too much. One thing is needed, which Mary had taken, and it will never be taken out of her hand. And what is it? Sitting under the feet of Jesus Christ. Having intimate relationship with God. Speaking to Jesus every day, every time, every morning, every evening. And no one will ever ever take that intimacy from you. And then, hallelujah, hallelujah. As we are seeking God, God is also seeking us. That is a very powerful. You know, today it was amazing. I was going to tell you a story about Zacchaeus, and it was told already as well. <laughs> I said, by the time I get here, the preaching will be preached. <laughs> And then I was telling you a story about Zacchaeus that as we are seeking Jesus, Jesus is seeking us. Zacchaeus, I will also see it from a different perspective, like it happened. <laughs> My perspective is that Zacchaeus was also seeking Jesus Christ, but he felt that he's not qualified. He felt he's a sinner. He felt he doesn't need to be mixed with people. Because during those times, if a tax collector is mixed with other people, he religiously contaminated them. So they have to perform a ceremonial cleanliness to be clean. And then for him to avoid that, though he might be described as a short man, but with a big brain, he planned a strategy to hide on the tree until Jesus comes, and just seeing Jesus is enough for him. So we never knew the time we got there, how he prepared, the plan he took in, but he had a mind seeking Jesus. But he didn't know Jesus was seeking him. So look at my perspective. He was seeking Jesus. Whatever his idea was, was to see Jesus. That cannot be taken from the contest. But he never knew Jesus was seeking him. So many people were with Jesus. They were pressing. They were pushing Jesus and the rest. But when Jesus got to that tree, he said, Zacchaeus, calm down. Today I will sleep in your house. Salvation has found you. So when your heart is seeking Jesus, Jesus is also seeking you. 
This can be found in the book of Second Chronicles 16, verse 19. The book of Chronicles 16, verse 19. Are they under the anointing? Second <laughs> uh, Chronicles 16, verse 19. Two Chronicles, sixteen nineteen. Oh, sixteen verse nine. Sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. Are you there? Yes, please. Thank you. I want you to end the by A. Thank you, sir. It said, for the eyes of the Lord ranges throughout the earth, looking for somebody he can show himself strong. So when Zacchaeus was hiding there, the eye of the Lord was also looking to and flow, looking for somebody who heart has been turned to him that he can show himself strong. And then in the book of Revelation 3.20, it said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and will open me, I will come in and dine with a person. This is what the Lord presents to us. If we are desperate, seeking him, he is also seeking us. If we are desperate, spending time with him, he also wants to spend time with us. I heard the preacher saying that seeking intimacy with God is where you see things because intimacy is into me, you see. Into God, you see. And then, when you want to seek intimacy or where you want to press him for anointing, he always comes. I have seen the Lord sweeping across rooms. Uh, we've organized a conference on Zoom and people come, they raise their hands, they say they want to speak in tongues or something. As we are praying over them, they start to speak in tongues. We've seen people, they come in with diseases in their stomach. As we are praying for them, even over the phone or on the Zoom line, those sicknesses come from their stomach and the rest. We've seen people with cancer healed. So many other incredible things that God is doing. He's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why not here today? Why not you? Why not me? Why not now? Why not here? Why not Green Street Green? Why not us? Why not us? Why not now? Why not here? The power is so strong here. God wants to send men and women, people. In the book of Joel, he said, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters, the old men who dream dreams, vision, miracles, everything is here. Why not here? Why not now? Why not you? Sometimes the power can be so strong in a room and people will start to cry. People will start to weep. People will start to shake. People will start to say, will be screaming and, you know, even the unbeliever will enter there and the power of God will sin in the person. He said, now I need to use you like I did to Paul. Why not here? 
Why not now? Why not you? Why not me?